Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara and Foxy. And we are going to talk about The Righteous Gemstones Season 1, Episode 9. It is called Better is the End of a Thing Than Its Beginning. So this is the season finale, full spoilers for the episode and of course the season as a whole. And we're going to get into it. Uh, this was a longer episode, this was 50 minutes this one. Uh, so almost, I know, I was grateful. Almost as long as the pilot. Uh, and it was packed with stuff. Uh, we have lots of subplots to go through with the characters. And I think we want to start with one of two. I think we're going to start with Judy. Because Judy has all the quotable lines. And I was not prepared for some of these this 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 week. Uh, you know, Judy like has a has a lunch date with BJ to give him his stuff back that she's got. At her place. Uh, and, and, mm -hmm. a, and a, a leather tote bag. She wants to tell him about her past because, I, in her own words, I know I said I'd sucked a thousand cocks, but I was lying. Because <laughs> why did you think I was cool? <laughs> she tells a story of her Instead, one... Instead, she's only had one boyfriend before him. That's what we find out. Well, well, hard. There's just some quotation marks here for boyfriend. Because she called him a boyfriend. I think my favorite part of this, my favorite part, because she, she says that you know she she was was with her economics professor when she was in college, and he was fifty six years old, and you know he he comes in and says, "Hey, cool, whatever shirt you're wearing." Patagonia uh, shirt. There you go. I don't know what Gotta that is. Gotta get me one of those. Yeah, it's like, but I knew what he I know meant. What that means. Yeah, and <laughs> she says that she left snail trails on the seat, like no one should be sitting there after her because it was damp. And she went into his office at the end of class, locked the door behind her, covered his mouth with one hand, and then jacked him off with the other. And, okay, up until this point, I'm thinking, okay, this is just... I'm loving the comedy of, like, the way she phrases everything. It's great. But then she says... And he was he was resisting, and I'm like, wait a minute, Judy. <laughs> this, sounds know, like, right? this sounds like you assaulted an old man. <laughs> Right, and then it's like, it's like, yeah, oh, he's so much better. He shot, and he shot a lot. Right, <laughs> and then he started crying and weeping about his son's birthday and how great his wife was. <laughs> and I'm like, Judy, <laughs> Judy, you, you. <laughs> Judy's a psychopath. And then she says, he, he, he got a restraining order on me, and I. I, because she took his son and took him to the beach and then told her his son about the night that they that she jacked off her his dad. Well, I think here's what the funny thing is, Tara. And she it, said for a three year or for a third grader he took it really well. <laughs> for a third grader. <laughs> yeah. What you're forgetting though is is that the restraining order actually came before that part. The restraining order was oh, right I know, at, it was after. No, no. The restraining order came first. And then she she bought him a car. So that he'd know that she loved him. That's right. And then, a Land Rover. yeah, and then she kidnapped his son, who's a third grader, which is what about eight years old. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> and told told him about Jack and up his dad. Oh, all she of this. Wanted to be close to him, you know. All of this was hilarious. And then BJ just tries to sort of take the high ground, but he comes back, he comes crawling back later. He wants I've to got a lot to think about. Yeah. But he comes back later. I love that the entire time she's telling the story, there's like this sad piano music oh, yeah, in the background, yeah. like it's something like a confessional on Oprah. 
<laughs> oh yeah and then he, like she's the victim here <laughs> he shows up he shows up uh dressed as uh what's his face uh from say anything oh yeah oh what is his face <laughs> oh my god and he's got a sister who's also he in does. movies who's in in and out john and the toy story films it's john and joan but what's the last name god damn it Starts with a C. What the fuck is Crawdad, Crawford. What? Colin. Oh my um, god. Hold on, hold on. Everyone, everyone at home is screaming at their podcast. Cusack! Cusack! <laughs> oh my god, that took far too long. John and John Cusack. Yeah, I he's, have my method. He's, he's dressed like John Cusack. Um, although as she says it, why are you dressed like a cello predator or something that she says um, but he there's a whole funny scene where he, he sneaks in because the security won't let him in and he's in like it, it, looked, it looked like a theme park that's the see the part he was running around and it looked like a theme park they have park. their own amusement park yeah, yeah. Um, it's like Neverland Ranch <laughs> okay that's the dark twist on it um but he he gets taken out for security and judy comes in to see him and she says what you try to come in here to try and make me fall in love with you again that's not cool <laughs> bj <laughs> and then and then he says look I'm, I'm a fully grown man now i don't take shit i don't do this and i don't beat around the bush and then she just goes into autopilot and says how about you beat around this bush with that uncircumcised penis <laughs> It's true. I love it. I love that she has a quick response <coughs> right away, and she she forgets for a second that she is supposed to be mad at him. Joe Joe's so funny <laughs> about that moment is that as soon as he said "beat around the bush," I knew she was going to make a, a joke. Like I, I knew where the joke was going. I she knew has it was... to. We know her so well. Yeah, it gets better though because she then like probably the greatest line of dialogue in the, this whole show, and that is saying something comes up in, in in about a minute where he's he's basically saying no no I I want I want. To, I love you. I want. I want this kind of thing, and it keeps cutting to the security guard who's just at the computer typing away, and he's kind of just like looking around over his shoulder every so often, just being very kind of like weirded out and disgusted by what's going on. But eventually, he comes in closer, and Judy says, "I'm so wet right now. My my pajama pants are so wet right now, and it's not from pee." And then he responds with, "You well, they better not be Judy Gemstone." You better save that piss for my chest. I I freaking lost it. That would line. Thought that the best line in the whole season would have come from BJ. I know, I know, and because it, it, it cuts to um uh, the security guard at that moment exactly, and he just looks like what the f-? like he's just. It's been cutting to him like throughout this conversation where he's just like this is messed up. Yeah. <laughs> But this is this is where it just hits the tipping point. So then they kiss, and it's all sloppy and whatever. And there we go. That's that plot more or less dealt with. That said, though, Judy still has one great line um, that I love later on. I no, she has two great lines. Yeah, because there's a scene before this where her, Kelvin, and Jesse are watching Neverending Story together, and oh my god, and they're making fun of Kelvin Can for you crying. Believe- it's the scene where Artax, the horse, uh-huh. is in the swamp of sorrow or whatever, and 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 the the horse stops moving in the mud because you find out he's depressed. 
And so the horse is just letting himself sink to death because he's sad. And you're like, oh, it's a depressed horse. And Atreus is like, or Atreus is, is, is pulling onto him and trying to get him to come out of the mud and not die, not let himself commit suicide to de- a depressed horse. And like, it's the most universally emotional scene in movie history. And everybody's <laughs> laughing at it. <laughs> What's up, Kelvin? Who Kelvin are start- these monsters? Kelvin starts crying though, because they they're kind of like start making fun of him for it. But um, and for yeah, the record, because you should be crying, because it's like the saddest thing in movie history. It's a horse that's depressed and lets itself die. <laughs> and for the record, I want everyone to this because everyone knows I hate fantasy. I actually really like the Neverending Story. It's like the, it's like an exception to my my rule. Yeah, it's a classic. Damn it, it's, it's-, it's great. I agree. Never ends the story. La 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 la. What? What? Those boobs? Yeah, those things with the glowy eyes. Those like sphinx looking. The things with the wings, the big gold statues. The, uh-huh. If they open their eyes when you try to cross like into the desert area and they shoot lasers out, you're not worthy or something. Mm-hmm. They've got boobs. I always remember that as a kid because I never got, you know, boobs on. <laughs> Kid show. I, I I don't know if I'd count those, but sure. <laughs> sure. Just, I mean, when you're young, you count everything. I I don't know. I don't know about that, but <laughs> we'll leave that. It'd be a okay, debate yeah. for the it's comments. Art, not porn, but like. <laughs> <laughs> it counts. I know my brother had a copy of that movie in his room for a while. Oh, well, but yeah. I'm sure it was for the dog dragon. Falcor was great. I I will. Uh, I'll stick up for Falcor. Anyway, uh, so they're watching this scene, and they have, they get to this point where they're all kind of open up about their feelings. Uh, Kelvin has a great speech about how he thinks he's Jesus Christ, and when they basically <laughs> laugh at him and say, "You're definitely not Jesus Christ," says, well, sometimes I hear this other voice in my head. It's like, Kelvin, do darkness, come over to the Dark Lord. He's like. <laughs> I think I might be the Dark Lord. I think I might be that. <laughs> and, you know, and again, they make fun of him, but it's like, hey, we all miss mom, and maybe something we lost with her is someone to listen to our, our problems and like, tell us it's going to be okay. So we get this yeah. really weird scene, this weird moment where two of them, they sort of rotate through, where two of them for the other one will tell them everything's going to be okay. And it just it sounds really weird and kind of like just autopilot, like they don't really care. They're just like, oh, everything's going to be okay, Jesse, it's fine. But, but the best part yeah. here... Well, the, the first one who does it is, is Jesse, I think. And Jesse and Judy are, are comforting Kelvin. And Je- or Judy's just repeating everything that Jesse says. She has like nothing new to add. Yeah. She's like, whatever you say, yeah, it, it'll be all right. It'll but be all right. The best part is, is when they're comforting Judy and they're saying oh, how she'll find lots of boyfriends and all that and then she goes and will they go down on my butthole <laughs> we'll go down your butthole yes yeah, sis they'll even go down your butthole like, yeah nice judy's got all the best lights judy, judy because the other one is when they go to billy uh, uncle billy's house at the end and Jesse says to Kelvin, "Oh, you're going to have to take 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 Uncle Billy." He's like, "Well, why me?" He's like, "Well, I'm injured because as as we've not mentioned yet from this episode, but he he was shot in the ass at the end of the last episode, so he's limping around uh, for quite a bit." Um, but then he turns to Judy and says, "And Judy is like, yeah, what's up?" And he's like, <laughs> "She's he's like, so gangster." You're going to have to take take on uh, is it Jessica? 
No, Tiff, Tiffany. T- Tiffany, there you go. You're going to have to take on Tiffany. And then she's like, I'll effing wreck a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Judy's the best. I mean, Judy it's hard not to like Keith because <clears throat> Keith's like a golden retriever, but Judy just has all the best lines. Judy does. She, she really does. Uh, yeah, and Keith, we'll, we'll go over to Keith and Kelvin because we mentioned Kelvin's crisis where he's, he thinks he may be the Dark Lord. He actually shows up to the youth group the next day dressed as like a glam goth rocker i'm not entirely sure what you call that that look that outfit i don't know gothic pirate he's got eyeliner on it's the whole thing he's, he's got like the, the the middle of his hair sort of slicked down his his forehead it's yeah his bohawk is now like yeah. a spike <laughs> <coughs> and he, he introduces the kids to this new you know guy who's going to run the place and it's actually it's the teenage girl that he helped back in like episode four or five who sort of says hey what are you doing look this is not you and is this because of keith is he's like what about keith you're not seeing his his his, his gram or his insta it's like his instagram it's not a long word don't have to shorten it uh and it's like photos of keith just like in like back with the satanist back with the satanist but he's wearing like baby clothes or something like that like he's it just it, it looks like terrified he's like no keith and he runs off so he goes to the club that we were introduced to before and you know i i i, mean, I cracked a joke a few episodes ago about how we now have something that i would call keith in it where a gentleman's junk is either sneaking out the side of one's underwear or maybe out the bottom of a t-shirt but the idea that a man's penis or balls might be just slightly showing i now have what a full keith is if you go full Keith, that basically means that you're covering your entire body except your penis. Because when he finds Keith, he's in a tank with like a cat suit, like a diving cat suit like on. Like a gimp suit. So yeah, it's yeah. Like a gimp suit, with like a, but he's got like a breather mask on. But the one thing that has like a hole for it to stick out is his penis. So, but Kelvin jumps in the water and he's taking off the mask. And he's like, "Keith, Keith, what's happening, Keith?" He's like, "I was just, I said, I'm just so lost without you, Kelvin. I'm just so lost without you." I might be still a little high right now. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, it wasn't quite as as great a payoff as the Judy stuff, I don't think. But like, I, it wasn't going to get as much time as that. And I think you know, it's, it's just like a, a one ridiculous scene to pay off this Keith stuff. It it was enjoyable. I was happy to see them back together. Yes, yes. Uh, that's that's that not gloss over the fact that he's holding him while he's in a gimp suit with his penis sticking out. Like <laughs> it was an emergency, okay. It was an emergency. He had okay. tubes of drugs going into his suit, <laughs> like the Matrix. <laughs> unplug right. him from everything. He's he's going through his own altered states to go to a regressive. <laughs> I think that's what they were referencing to go to regress back into a baby. Yes, yes, because he kept calling them the baby. Uh, yeah. So that was their thing. Obviously, Jesse has a big plot. Jesse, uh, you know, because they they all get cut off by by Eli. Eli gets pissed at them after the, they're on the crime scene of the red van, and it's like he's found out everything. And it's kind of funny though, because even though they all two have told him a lot, Jesse keeps bringing up stuff that they didn't actually tell him, like the fact that he attacked the other pastor did. He's like, "You attacked him." It's like, "Oh, we didn't tell him that part." um like so there's a lot of funny moments there but he comes to amber to like say that he's uh and i love this actually because amber's with all the other wives and the fat mm-hmm. guy's wife is like oh i'm gonna like he's gonna be paying me for the rest of his life and it's gonna be so good 
and Jesse comes in, kind of limp, and he's like, Amber, could I have a, a word with you in private, maybe? And he's like, so nice to see all of you ladies here today. Um, and then he says to the, you know, the, the fat guy's wife, he's like, oh, did, did you do something different with your hair? It looks nice. And it just cuts to her going like, <laughs> Well, it's also because Amber just, well, she had accused Amber of standing by her man, like she always does, mm. like being, um, like not taking this seriously or whatever, just going to let this be water over the bridge or water under the bridge. <laughs> but <laughs> instead she says, um, or Amber says to her, like, well, at least my son or my husband didn't have sex with a prostitute in front of everybody. And that's when she breaks down like that and yeah. she can't stop crying. Yeah, Actually, what about for like, we didn't mention the opening scene, actually, uh, which will be relevant later, but we get a flashback to Amy Lee dying in the hospital and the the three kids and Eli like you know say a prayer over, her and a bee starts like you know buzzing around, and they have to like you know they start trying to hit it away, and it gets more chaotic, and you know like one of them gets wrapped in the curtain, another one's like smashing one of the medical devices, and my favorite part of all this is at one point in the middle of all of it, it just cuts to Kelvin going stupid bee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This scene was really ridiculous. In fact, it, it kind of threw me off. Like, is this, is this just like pure slapstick now? Like, is this a different type of humor mm. that we're going for? It almost felt out of place, but the payoff for it was was good. Yeah, yeah. Later we'll get, on, get to that in a little bit. I like that everybody, like the uh, nurses and, and doctors and stuff, are like coming in. They just think they're just so upset that they're breaking everything. They don't mm. know there's a bee there. <laughs> and Kelvin yells out, "Stupid bee!" <laughs> so. Uh, Amber um, doesn't care that he's been fired, and you know by Eli from the church, and just insists that she go he go to Haiti because that's where Gideon is. Gideon's doing like a like a missionary, missionary stuff. Yeah, he's getting fresh water in, in Haiti, helping you know putting pipes and whatnot. And like Jesse's response is like, yeah, but what about the AIDS? <laughs> like he's worried about AIDS as his first thought, um, and. She's, she's adamant and obviously it's after he's talking to the other guys watching never ending story that he makes the choice that he's going to go and he's like give me all the shots like give, give me like a like a, a you know a, a, like a crash course and all the shots you need for hay uh so he's get he's getting injected because I, I i thought they were going to tell him that he couldn't use the plane because he's been fired um i thought they might go down that route but that never happened uh, uh jesse's best maybe the word the hasn't spread around yet that he's been fired yeah maybe Jesse's best line yet, though, uh, or sorry, Jesse's best line in the episode, though, is probably when, like, he gets to Haiti and Gideon, like, you know, is finished his work for the day and he's walking down the, the street and he sees him and he shouts, Hey, Gideon, it's me, your father. I'm not a local. <laughs> I thought that was pretty like Gideon funny. wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Gideon doesn't want to go back. Gideon's like, no, I'm, you're, you're doing this to get yourself out of bother, not because uh like this is the right thing like no i have to do this to redeem myself um so no i'm not going to come back just because it'll make things better with mum for you uh she's going to have to understand that i need to be here for me uh so he comes back and amber's like get out of the house <laughs> like that's yep. basically basically it doesn't even give him a ride home nope nope uh, and it's at this point of course where they're back at the crime scene of the, the three siblings and they find the little, you know, the the rocker Jesus from the from the dashboard, and they realize that it's baby Billy who's been here. So they go to Eli, and 
Eli's like, oh, maybe I doubted you guys too much. And he's like, yeah, that's all behind us now, father. I have been redeemed because I cracked the case and we can move on. And then they all start bickering about who's more redeemed because Judy said it was baby Billy's thing. Uh, Kelvin found it in the first place. So they're all arguing over who's redeemed more, who's actually cracked the case and so on. Um, there's actually a really long gag here where Eli smashes the Jesus and they're like, oh, dad. And he's like, wait, what? It's like, that was Jesus. Ooh. And he's like, no, it was a cry person. <laughs> nah. Yeah. So we got like a you month. You just Jesus. We get a montage of them like gluing it back together. It's a really long gag for was a silly little joke. It's, you know, them coming back together as a family, as a team for oh, Christ. Sure. Oh, sure. It's a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> but he's all misshapen though, right? Like they're, they're driving to baby Billy's and like this thing's all mangled and like the hands up in the air and the other one's down and doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> Point is they did it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so they go to baby Billy and he tries to run because you know this is we have the scene where Jesse's like giving out the orders. Baby Billy tries to run and they run after. Well, we see Tiffany first. She answers the door and her teeth are all fixed. That's right. And she says that Baby Billy died. <laughs> yes. But they immediately notice him trying to escape around the back. And he makes a run for it. And a storm comes rolling in. So it's pissing a rain as they're having this confrontation. And Billy's like, no, it's my money. Like, I, you know, you stole that by getting it off my sister. And you get all, all your money is because you use my sister. So I, it belongs to me. And he's not willing to go in lightly, even though Jesse's pulled out his knife. <laughs> tries to do a little switch yeah. thing where he sort of flips it around, this little butterfly knife. Um Whole, yeah, he's real bad at it. Very amusing. But uh, Baby Billy gets struck by lightning. <laughs> that's where this goes. Saw that coming. Yeah, saw it coming. <laughs> it was pretty obvious that's where it was going. It looked pretty good, though. I have to say, the visual of it actually yeah. looked quite nice. Did. I was impressed. I was impressed. Um, so they take him in, and it kind of mirrors the opening scene where they pray for him to, so that he'll come back. Uh, and like a bee shows up and it lands on his head and Tiffany's going to go swat it and Eli's like, no, 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 leave it be. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, because like it's Amy Lee maybe and the bee or something. I don't know. That's what people maybe. are getting from it. Uh, he wakes up though and he's like, I saw Amy Lee. I saw her. I saw Amy Lee. And he says it like 50 times and eventually, yeah, like we're not doubting you. No one said you didn't. Like, okay, we get it. You saw Amy Lee. Oh, right, yeah, she saw her. You saw mom. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also says that she told me to tell you that she loves you and, I don't know, like something about forgiveness. Mm. And, and John Goodman starts crying. You know, Eli, he starts crying in this scene. He's a real breakdown. So, because, you know, he still really believes in everything and believes in the way that they used to be back when he, Emily was around, what their mission used to be rather than what they've become. Mm. greedy yeah uh, no that stops him because when we get this montage at the end with uh, Eli you know giving his sermon we, we, we sort of see like a sort of ending montage of where everyone ends up and mm. baby Billy is out on tour uh, talking about his near death experience and selling crayon uh, drawings of what he saw in, in the in the, the afterlife <laughs> to people yeah. 59.99 <laughs> <laughs> We'll buy that garbage. <sighs> yes, they will, sadly. And so he, he's, he's making money that way. 
and we see that uh, BJ and Judy are together, right? Do we see them at the end? We should do. I don't know. I don't know. We see Keith is back. Maybe, Keith is back with maybe everyone. Maybe at now, the uh, at the sermon. Yeah, maybe because Keith's definitely back because he's like there up in the rafters again. Uh, you know, mm. nodding along with everything. Um, we also see that Eli gives that uh, the pastor. He gives him the Billy's job from, from that new church. Um, mm-hmm. Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. So. So he's 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 going to be a part of season two, perhaps. Um, I I just hope that uh, Billy comes back. I hope Billy's still a big part of season two. It'd be a shame to lose Walton Goggins. I know. I love Walton Goggins. Yeah, and uh, obviously the the episode ends with uh, Jesse going to meet Gideon, not to bring him back, but to work alongside them. And the episode ends with them shoveling side by side in unison. And yeah, it's a sweet moment. I think he's learned a little humility, after all. I uh, know we'll see. I, I feel like in season two he's going to be like, I went to Haiti and I, I gave, I gave all those poor people clean water. Like he's going to rub it in. He's going to never stop bringing it up. Just you watch. Or he'll have only laughed in like, twenty four hours. <laughs> it would surprise me if season two starts with this scene ends and we see that he gets tired within like ten seconds. He's like, okay, that's enough for today. <laughs> Let's go back to that bar where the beer was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, yeah, there was a lot in this episode. There was a lot of... Because uh, everyone kind of had to have their sort of final subplot to kind of wrap up their journey for the yeah. season. I was expecting a cliffhanger and didn't get it. And that's okay. I know it's coming back. Mm. No. no, I'm glad I got renewed already. I'm glad that we don't have to worry about it. But mm-hmm. uh, no, it was super delightful. I mean, I, I think obviously some episodes have been funnier than others because there was definitely some where we thought, oh, this was more of a drama episode, but then there was other ones where, oh, this is a hilarious episode. Yeah, but there wasn't a dud in the bunch, you know? They were all great. Even the drama ones were particularly, like, emotional. Yeah, but what I was going to say is I think this episode did a good job of actually having all of it. Like, this this episode did... It had some of the best lines. Like, some of the... In terms of, like, funny lines, it had some of the best ones of the season. Mm. Like, a lightning bolt into my slit. (laughs) That was another line she had when she was talking about a professor. That freaking story... It's also foreshadowing because he's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> it's also foreshadowing because Billy gets struck by lightning later on. Oh. This show is smart. <laughs> so you've uh, you've gotten over your Daddy McBride bias? I think I have. I think I have. I'm still mad at him and David Gordon Green for Halloween from last year, but I can separate that and enjoy this for its own thing okay i'm glad but that's where i'm at yes um and also walton goggins is great and judy and keith are fantastic and i'm so glad they're in my life now so uh (laughs) these are are good things these are all good things i need to memorize every single line that judy has (laughs) oh dear let's come in the back room and we'll rub backs and dicks that was one <laughs> Even when she's a child, she nails the lines. Oh, that twitches my bird. She talking about her private parts. Yeah, I'm talking I about my private parts. My private parts. <laughs> that was the drama episode. It was. That's true. She had the one really funny line in that episode. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. I have big girl panties with the strings up your crack. I have tits. I do sex. <laughs> what a treasure. Judy's fantastic. Judy's so funny. Yeah, this show was really good. I'm really uh, really glad that we watched it. And uh, 
I don't know if we needed to do reviews for every episode, but I hope people enjoyed them. It's a little unusual for Violent Fuzz to do a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy with more. It's got more plot than most comedies that have, though. Like, I feel like one yeah. of the problems with sitcoms tends to be that it is just the jokes, whereas this actually has. It's had had some drama, like kind of mixed in. It had mm-hmm. had a lot of plot to talk about. Um, it has. I mean, characters are, you know, thick with problems and <laughs> and layers and. Hell, it even has visual effects and like moments of violence and gore. <laughs> like this. Yeah. So. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think it was worth talking about, and uh, uh, we'll we'll see if it's worth coming back for season two. It probably will be because I want to hear what Judy has to say. Uh, so, as Tara gets up one final time to let her cat in or out, it's hard to tell which at this point, uh, but we um, have enjoyed watching season one of The Righteous Gemstones. Uh, you can tell us what you think of the finale and, of course, the season as a whole in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, and you can ding that bell to make sure you get the notifications, and you can do all that. You can support us uh, over over on the audio app by doing... Audio app... You can support us by rating uh, the podcast on your audio app. Apple Podcasts being the most common one. Give us five stars. It helps us out. It'll recommend us out a lot more. Uh, you can also support us financially. How can they do that, Tara? You can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV, where you can donate as little as a dollar per month. That dollar gets you um, bonus episodes of other shows we do, like The Ace, The Atomic Cinema Experiment, which is our science fiction movie review show. Also gets you bonus episodes of Screams After Midnight. There's a ton of movies to pick from there. It's been going on for like five years. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is, yes, there's over three. And I'm, I'm trying to be quiet because I left the door open rather than getting sure. up every two seconds to let the cat in and out. And I have to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, well, we're almost done. That's fine. That's fine. We're at the end. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. check out all the shows that we do uh, check out all the movie podcasts and all the stuff uh, but uh, that is us so hopefully we'll see you for more soon as worth mentioning we are going to be covering uh, us two as a pair uh, Watchmen which is the next big HBO show which starts this Sunday and if all goes to plan mm-hmm. we should have the review for that up uh, late Sunday night so that's actually quicker mm-hmm. than we tend to get these up so uh should be fun we're very excited in fact the early reviews were coming out today Tara and, uh, I didn't look. It was looking promising. It was looking promising. So, we shall see. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, so, we will see you for Watchmen hopefully soon. Uh, same podcast feed, same YouTube channel. Um, same bat time, same bat place. Uh, of course, if you want all of our Netflix reviews, you can get them on the Netflix audio feed, but they're all on the same YouTube channel. Uh, but hey, that is us. So, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. <laughs> I was just trying to pick a quote. I wanted to end with a quote from the show, and I was just trying to pick which Judy quote I wanted. Do you want me to do it? Go on, do it. In my whisper. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>